Man, you would not believe I've got this centipede coming down from the ceiling. I've been shooting at it, and every time I hit it, it breaks up into a million different pieces. Good heavens. You need to send a giant gorilla after it. You got to do something. Yeah, it's, it's just getting out of control. Yeah. Well, that crazy man is hey. George Chapel, <laughs> and I am Keystone. This is uh, George and Keith's Musings, our podcast. We talk about uh, pop culture and things we like, and uh, what we're talking about today is not very recent culture, but it definitely is things that we like. Absolutely. Uh, um, if you are under 40 years old, you might want to consider uh, turning it back to your, your uh, Jimmy Buffett station or something, because <laughs> you might... You might not understand a lot of what we're going to talk about, yep. but um, that's your loss. But anybody our age um, will certainly be able to appreciate it. We're going to talk about um, arcade games, and I do mean, I don't mean video games. We're not talking about uh, anything you can play on your Nintendo at home. It's not, These yeah, not were, the PlayStation, no. No, these are the standalone arcade games that used to populate, you know, everywhere uh, in the 70s and the 80s. Yep. And George and I, unfortunately, lived on the north end of campus at Central, and we were really close to a place called the Malt Shop. Yes. And they were loaded with video games. We spent way too many quarters there, huh, George? We sure did. And it was... uh... And and yeah, and back then a, a quarter, man, it, it wasn't uh, that wasn't too cheap. It was, yeah, those quarters came dearly, and uh, and but it still didn't stop us from from going down there and, and playing many games. Yeah, I was either doing laundry or playing arcade games, so I I wore a lot of dirty shirts. I'll tell you that, <laughs> without a doubt. Okay, uh, you go first, George. What's your number ten all-time favorite standalone? arcade game okay here's here's a game uh that i only ever saw this game in one uh arcade and it was it was the arcade at uh at westland mall in jackson i spent a lot of summers playing this game with my old buddy mike kosh uh and it was a game called scramble um and what scramble was scramble was a a left to right uh, game where you'd fly this spaceship through a cave and you'd drop bombs on things and shoot lasers at things. Uh, and basically, you just try and get through the, the cave uh, as best you can. You know, of course, there's other, you know, the evil guys are, are shooting at you. And uh, the way Mike and I would do it is that I, w- I would always fly the thing and he would, like, shoot and, and drop the bombs. And we got to actually where we were, we were pretty good at it. Um, and it was, it was a really fun game, but like I said, it was I only ever saw it at that one place. It, I'd never saw it at the malt shop, so I don't even know if you would are aware of this game or not. But uh, but it was a lot of fun. Mikey and I we we spent a lot of our, our summers playing that game. Now, were you playing this like in the late seventies during high school? Uh, this was actually probably like summers during college. So probably like the summer. I would say the okay. summer of eighty two. Mike and I played this game a lot. No, I've never heard of it. I thought Mall Chop had everything come through there. 
It, they, it had everything except for scramble. And I don't even oh. know why it was called scramble. Scramble didn't have anything to do with, with really the, the nature of the game. Why well, uh, you scramble fighters, maybe, once in a while, yeah, maybe? You, yeah, pretty much. You kind of like scramble your way through these, these uh, two-dimensional caves. But uh, huh. pretty, pretty good game, though. Okay, George. Well, there was there was two parts to my arcade life. The one that you're familiar with when we were up at school uh, yep. during the early '80s. But when I was a kid, I made my parents. We spent a lot of time in arcades uh, then too. So we so I had that pre-life. And two of the games that I played, like pre-Central uh, Michigan, um, are on my list. And the first of those is number 10. And there's a game called Sea Wolf. And All it right. was, you were a uh, submarine commander and you would look through a periscope and you okay. could see yeah. boats going across your screen. Um, you know, bigger ones went slow and they were worth less points. And the smaller ones went fast and were worth more points. And your job was to send out the torpedoes and make yeah. sure you you led enough, and you would sink the sink the uh, boats. I I think I do remember that. That was that was a fun game. It was. I remember I played that all the time. I think there was even a time. Well, it came out in '78, so um, I don't think I ever had a stand on like a stool to play it. But but they would have them around for like little kids to play them. And it teach, teaches you how to, like, send, you know, cargo ships or cruise ships to the bottom and, you know, and kill lots of people. Exactly. Well, yeah. it teaches you to lead, you know, you got a little geometry. Well, it, well it's, it's a great, yeah, if you're like a quarterback and you're trying to get hit someone on a crossing pattern, right? If you, if you played a lot of Seawolf, you'd probably be a better quarterback. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> What's your number nine? Okay. Uh I, I also want to kind of preface this, this entire list by saying, you know, I, I wasn't really good at any of these games. Uh, I, I think, you know, I spent a lot of quarters and probably didn't get nearly as much playing time as, as a lot of people, but they, they were still, they were still a lot of fun. Uh, and, oh, okay. and this, 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 and this game is, is definitely uh, would, would fall under, under that category. Um, if, if Grutch was doing this list, but this would easily be her number one. Uh, I've got a number nine. And it's a game you may remember uh, at the malt ship called Spy Hunter. Uh, and Spy Hunter, you basically had this uh, this James Bond type uh, type car, and it had and when you start the game, it had machine guns on it. So you're 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 driving down the road, and you see all the bad guys in front of you. You have to shoot them with the machine guns, but you don't want to shoot just like the regular civilians. Uh, but you you know you can take the bad guys out by shooting them. Or you could kind of like pull up alongside him and like knock him into the into the into the you know off the bridge or into the into the embankment. Uh, and then I, I think you also you could go get uh, you got rockets and like oil slicks and you can make the, the bad guys slip and and and, uh, and wipe out that way. And then if you got huh. far, you can go into like these special weapons trucks that would come by, and you could drive your car into the weapons truck and then you'd become. Well, I think you, you could pick up ex extra weapons and then you could also, I think, become like a helicopter or a jet or a boat or like all sorts of different, different, uh, things. So, but huh. so, so the game, the game had, had a lot to it. Uh, and you know, and you got to shoot bad guys. So, so spy hunter is, is my good number nine. I have no recollection of spy hunter. You don't so, remember, remember spy hunter? 
nope. it had the uh, the theme to the the Peter Gunn theme. Huh. You, know, you start start playing to go. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I believe you. I believe you. I'm just uh, it's not registering. So. Wow. I'm. I really. Bye, Hunter. I really need to apologize to Gretchen. I guess. Okay. Um, my number nine is probably surprising that it's this low on my list because it is the quintessential video game. Um, if I told you, like, what would be the most popular video game of all time, George, what would you say? It's Pac-Man. It is Pac-Man. Yep. Okay. Um, and I love Miss Pac-Man in there together. Um, I liked Pac-Man. Um, it was... I, uh, I mean, that's where I pumped a lot. I pumped a lot of quarters in that. It introduced me to a lot of those games. Um, and it was always a challenge. You know, you would try and clear a screen. Everybody knows what Pac-Man is. But you yeah. wanted to see how many screens you could clear. And that was the big challenge. And knowing how to use those side exits, you know, kind of yep. slowed down the ghosts. That was important. But, um, yeah, so Pac-Man is number nine for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll, 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 I'll reserve comment on Pac-Man until a little later. How's that? I figured. Okay. Um, okay. So my number eight, you, okay. You have to remember this one. Um, this, this was a, a really kind of fun game. It took place in just this kind of a real, had a bizarre world kind of screen to it, but it was, it was Q-Bert. and Cubert was just this, this goofy looking guy with a, with a funny nose. They would like hop on squares and basically you'd have to hop on all these squares in this, this kind of like a three dimensional layout and change all the colors from all everything from one color to another solid color. Um, and as soon, you know, and as soon as you could do that, then you'd, you'd clear the level. And then as you get further, you know, then other things would like come and try and knock you off. Like a, yeah. like a snake would come along or you'd have to like change the colors like two or three times to clear the level. So each each level got in, increasingly harder. Uh, but it was just a, a fun little game that had some some mathematical reasoning to it. So so Q- I do remember Hubert. Yeah. It was not on my list, but and it was like uh, there were no borders, so it was possible for you to jump right off the game board to yep. your death. I remember that. Yeah. Yep, I did that many times. Yep. Okay, so my number eight is a game you mentioned right off the top, and that is Centipede. Um, That's Sarah's favorite all-time game. Um, And so you'd start out easy, and it had these mushrooms that would kind of protect you, and you could shoot them. You're shooting the centipedes that are coming down, and they're working on their way down from the top. But like those mushrooms would sometimes be, be bad because that would cause the centipede to come down another level and they would keep coming at you. Yep. And then like a fly or a spider or something would drop out of the sky and you would have to shoot those. And, um, and it was the same thing, clear, clear a level and then um, move on to the next one. But what would happen is as you moved up, more and more mushrooms would appear making the centipede you know, come lower down on the board. Yeah, come down faster. Faster and faster. Yep. That was a good one. I think, was was there a, a part two to Centipede that, like, 
millipede come out which there, was a little bit different or there, yeah there was a millipede too i don't remember how that much how how it was different uh except that it was a millipede instead of a centipede i don't remember yeah there, there was it was that but i don't yeah. remember too much about it that was like miss pac-man to pac-man i guess yeah yeah um well, again, I'll, I'll, uh, I've got some more comments on Centipede later. How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, my number seven uh, takes us to, to back to outer space. Scramble was kind of an outer space game. This is another one, and it's Galaga. And Galaga was kind of it was kind of like from the the Space Invaders family. I have Space Invaders in my honorable mention just because it was it was you know so groundbreaking. But it, it, Galaga was kind of space invaders like, and in that there was like this whole army of of aliens up above you, and you had to you had to shoot them before they would come down and, and take you out. But uh, what made this game a little different is that some of the aliens would like peel off, and then they'd come down and dive bomb you and drop bombs on you. You have, you have to you know shoot them before they could uh, take you out. And then I think there was like a, a couple different ships. One ship would come down and like try to like capture you and it's tractor beam. And if you did that, then you could shoot that one. And then you get like a, a double space. Yes. And when you get the double spaceships were awesome because then you could really take a bunch out. So, uh, so, so Galaga had, had, a, had a lot to it. It was fun and I was awful at it, but still a lot of fun. Oh, I love it. And I, I'll talk about that later. Okay. There's one piece that you left off. So that's good. Excellent. Um, so, but, but Galaga is much higher on my list. Um, Plus, it, all, okay. it, also has, it also sounds like a uh, watermelon smashing comedian. So it's got that, too. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Okay. I was often confused for that. I thought I'd put a quarter and hear some jokes, but never did. <laughs> no. Nope. Never did. Okay, number seven, a favorite of George Costanza's is Frogger. Yes. Um, okay. Now, that was a frog that had to cross... Uh, like four lanes of traffic and then it had to hop over logs and maybe some alligators and every once in a while the alligators would go uh, underneath the water and you were so that left you without anything to hang on to and so the object was to get you know from the bottom of the screen to the top um, avoiding everything using some of the logs to help you could go forward and backward if it wasn't timing out for you, oh. but um, um, that was that was a great game. That was one of my one of my favorites, and it was the same thing, you know, like all these games. Progress to the next screen where it's harder, and just see how far you can go. Yeah, you're you're like you're like ticking off all of my uh, top top games here. So, uh, but but yeah, bonus points for uh, for bringing for the Seinfeld reference reference. Yeah. I'll let you cover that in detail when we get to uh, when we get to your Frogger. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, my number six. Uh, you also mentioned at the top of the top of the show here, but uh, it's it's Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong was it, I think introduced the world to the Mario Brothers. I think it was I think it was first time they showed up. Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, you know there was this big gorilla on on top of the screen you know tossing barrels and things down on you and mario had to run up the ladders grab hammers and smash barrels and hop over barrels and you know of course every time he got up to the top level 
you know, the Donkey Kong would, would grab the girl and climb off the screen. So, again, it's another one of those games I was never good enough at to actually ever catch the gorilla. I love Donkey Kong a lot more than you do, so we'll talk about that okay. later. Okay. Okay, my number six, you mentioned that's on your honorable mention list, so I'm not stealing one of yours. Right. And it's one of the early games that came out in 78, and that was good old Space Invaders. Yep. Um, you know, pretty nowadays, extremely boring concept, but um, you had a moving uh, gun, I guess you'd call it, or a spaceship, whatever you want to call it, at the bottom, and you had some protection from uh, like these four like blocks and the, the, the aliens would march back and forth and they would shoot at you and they would chip away at your protection. Someone would fall in between where the protection was. So you had to watch. And as the, as the game went on and you had fewer and fewer alien, uh, aliens coming on, they'd go faster and faster. Yep. And the music would get more dramatic. It'd be like thump, 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 thump. And you were, they were coming at you. And eventually, if you had one, that guy would be flying. Yeah. And he would wipe out all your protection. Yep. And you better hit him because if he got down to your level, you were dead. He's taking you out, yeah. But Space Invaders is got to be in the Hall of Fame of arcade games. Because it really is, you know, I mean... I can understand you leaving it off your list if you didn't like it, but I mean, it was the king of that whole genre of the of those video games. Oh, it, it, without a doubt, it, it was like it was a big step up from another one of my honorable mentions. You know, Asteroids was kind of like the first, you know, major step from Pong, and then Space Invaders kind of like took the took the baton from from Asteroids and. Yeah, it really did kind of set the stage for a lot of the games to, to follow. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have full respect for Space Invaders. Yep, absolutely. You have to. Yep. Um, where are we up to? Num- number five? Yep. Okay. Uh, my number five is, uh, I know this was, this was a, a big one at, at the malt shop. And who doesn't li- love a, a video game about digging and blowing up dinosaurs? And it's Dig Dug. Dig Dug, but I don't, I don't really kind of understand the concept of it. But you basically this guy that, that kind of like digs himself underground, and you try and get all. There's these like, there's two different uh, bad guys that are trying to get you. One is like this this red dude with goggles on, and he just kind of like hops around and, and tries to like play tag with you. And yeah. the other one are these these dragons that that. You know, you, you got the dragons, they'll, they can set you on fire. So, but you got to, you got to dig your way all through this, I guess it's a garden and you have this pump and you got to stab the bad guys with your pump and, and, and you blow them up or you can like dig under a rock and make a rock fall on them. Yeah. Now, I don't know if like when you were talking, you kind of cut out. So I don't know if okay. uh, it picked up, or not, but the game name of the game is dig dug. I yeah. never did hear that, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dig dug. So um, the key to that was the dragons. They only blew their fire left to right, so you had to attack them from above or below. Well, that but that's the thing. You could attack them from above or below, but if you attack them horizontally, you'd get double points. 
So I did not know that. Yeah, you get you get so like if you attacked them from below and blew them up, you get like a hundred points. But if you attacked them horizontally, you get two hundred points. So there's no. incentive to you know to to risk danger there to you know where they can get you, because you can uh, you can up your point total. Nobody ever told me that, George. Yeah. See, you would you would probably you'd love Dig Dug now. I would, and yeah. now sometimes somehow, like the um, the bad guys could like transport, like these eyes would float through yeah. the dirt and they, like come closer to you or something, right? Yeah, and, and then then you you were in big well because if you were take if and that would usually happen if you were like just kind of lollygagging around and taking your time. Because you, you could also get you get like ten points I think for like each little chunk of dirt so you know you could get points just by digging dirt, uh-huh. but if you were just lollygagging around and taking too much time then then yeah the monsters would kind of get get fed up with you and they they transform into these ghost things and they just come right at you. And then as you went further on in the game, the um the, they wouldn't just die you'd 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 shoot your your pump into them. But it wasn't just like instantaneous death. You had to pump the air or whatever. So it yeah. would take a good three or four seconds to do that. So sometimes if you had two in one little pocket, you had to like get the one, slow him down, blow yeah, up the like, other guy, and then reinsert into the new guy. Yeah, you have to like, you know, like stun one and then you go get the other one and then come back. Yeah, it was. It was a kind of a clever little little game, but yeah, it was it was, it was challenging in that way too. It was, it was very frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> Again, um, I wasn't any good at any of these games, so so there. I think you're selling yourself short, George. <laughs> you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> but anyways, um, okay, my number five is the oldest uh, on my list, 1976. It was very Pong-like, but it was called Breakout. And oh, okay. Same thing. You had all these colored bricks at the top of the screen, and a ball would come down, and you were you had to hit the ball back up, and when it would hit one of the, the bricks at the top, it would make it disappear. And you had to break your way through there, and certain bricks would make the ball go faster or maybe make your paddle smaller. Or others would slow it down, or other make your paddle faster. But the best thing is when you could get, you know, break through on a side, and then get, uh, send the ball up through that opening. Yeah. And then it would just bounce all over the place, and you wouldn't even have to do anything, and it would knock out all those bricks. And all all the bricks on the far side, they were the ones worth more points, right? I think. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny that. I, I thought the closer ones were like, you know, like five points. You get on the far side, they're like 20 or 25 point bricks. And then you get to watch it go pop, 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 and just, and yeah, and, and your point total just goes crazy. Oh, okay. You're talking about the bricks at the top as opposed to the bottom, right? Not left or right. You're talking about the, oh, bricks, on the, the bricks on the top were worth more. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I, I think I remember a, a left to right breakout game too, but okay, I'm, I'm with you. But yeah, the, well, the, the ones on the far side of your paddle were worth. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, and then when you break that, when the ball would get on the other side, it was it was awesome. Yeah, because it would just go pop 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 pop. Yep, and it would pick up speed. Oh yeah, it's crazy. All right, all right, number four. 
Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Okay, we we talked about Frogger. This is where I have it. I have, and I think I think one of the, I think it was the fact that it was the actual title of a Seinfeld episode that kind of like elevated it even more in, in my status. Uh, it was. Yeah. A, I mean, it was a great great Seinfeld episode that was capped off by by George actually becoming the Frogger and, and crossing the street. Um, but yeah, he, he set he set the high score at that uh, at that one one restaurant they used to go to. But you know, yep. Frogger, like every everything like you said is is uh, you know a great a great game where you have to try and get across the the road or the river or, or whatever the hell that guy was going across. Yeah, and, and you could you can hop on the back of the alligators, but yeah, if you got in front of the alligators, they they'd eat you and yeah, so uh, everything you said, plus plus uh, plus Seinfeld. So yeah. now we talked about uh, TV dads, <laughs> and I talked about Murray Goldberg last week, yep. and you were familiar with that show. Sure. And I don't know if you watched yesterday's episode, but um, Adam had a Frogger T-shirt on. Oh no, kidding! So, he did indeed. So Frogger, Frogger just makes it into all the sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. My gosh. (laughs) Okay. Now, number four, uh, you tell me if you've ever, if you ever heard of this game. It had the, it came out in 1979. It was just a black and white screen and it had, you know, very poor graphics, but it was early on in the video game history. It was called Lunar Lander. And you were. It does sound familiar. It's just like it sounds. You're driving this little uh, spaceship, and you have a certain amount of gas, and you are trying to land on the moon. And there are some big big areas to land, which is less points. And then there's some small areas, about as big as your as big as your spaceship itself, but they're worth a lot more points. But you had to, so you're you're moving along, using up your fuel, you know, moving across the screen um, uh, horizontally. But then eventually, you had to find a spot you wanted to land, and you had to change to vertically. But you had to be going at a slow speed to land, because if you're too coming in too fast. Or if you ran out of gas, your lunar lander would just explode. Yeah, upon... the gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think as you went on, the gravity got heavier and it was harder to drive. But um, that was, I don't know if that we are, I ever made it to the mall shop. Might have been before its time. But I loved that game. And it's it was so simple and just, a, you know, just terrible graphics. But think about yeah. it. You know, back then they were pretty good graphics. Oh yeah, I I think I do remember that game, and I I think I I don't know if I ever landed on on the moon or not. I do remember that that like the gravity got stronger. I think as you got closer, and uh-huh. yeah, so you had to yeah you had to hit the gas, but if you hit it too much and you just go back out into space, right? Uh, yeah, I think I, I remember that that being a pretty pretty frustrating game. It's really hard to do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, good one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, well, my number three, as, as we talked about at, at the beginning, uh, you know, the, these uh, bugs coming coming down from from up above us. It, it's centipede. Um, 
And centipede, I liked it. It was one of the early games that had the trackball on it, so you can you can move your little centipede shooter, uh, not just left and right, but go up and down too, based on the on the trackball. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, no joystick. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about uh, centipede, you know, so so many games. You know, the 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 minimum points you would get on something was like a hundred points. But with Centipede, you could actually get one point. If you destroyed a mushroom, it was one point. So you could, get the, you could always get these really odd scores. Uh, but I like the fact that, you know, there were, there were things on the board that were actually worth one point. And then, yeah, then you had the spiders that would drop down. They were, I don't know, they were like 400 points or something. So uh, Yeah, I think they varied depending on the speed that they were dropping. Yeah, and maybe how, like, close they got to you. And mm-hmm. one, one of the... And kind of like Centipede had a thing a little bit like uh, your breakout game. Like, you know, when you get that ball on the other side of the breakout, if you were able to get, like, the Centipede coming down in a channel and you just hit him just right, you could, like, pick up the whole Centipede with just one scream. Just bop, 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 bop. Yeah, you'd be coming straight down at you, yes. And you'd, you'd, just, you'd just take the whole Centipede out right right from the start. So, uh, yep. But, you know, that was a good game. It was also get, it could get frustrating. If you hit the Centipede, like, in the middle, then he'd, then he'd become, like, two Centipedes. Yes. So now you're, like, you're trying to, like, shoot two or three Centipedes. And as you get further into the game, then they'd start out with, like, two Centipedes coming down. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, good challenging, good challenging game. Very good. I like how we, I like talking to somebody else about this because things I forget about the games, you remind me, like I forgot about how the old centipede would split on you. Yeah. And that would be big trouble. Yep. Likewise, you reminded me when you were talking about earlier, my number three is Galaga. And so you were talking earlier and I forgot how that, like that uh, vortex would suck you, suck your spaceship in. Yeah, and then it would give you the double, and you always wanted to do that. Remember, they had those bonus rounds. Yeah, you wanted to have the double because you wouldn't even have to move, and you'd get all the bonus points. Yeah, just stay right there, That's fire bonus. away, and you yep. get all the bonus points. If you only had the single, it was it was impossible. Yeah, you, you couldn't, couldn't do it. And on on those bonus rounds, if you would, if you got every single one, then you'd get like a bonus ten thousand points just for getting for clearing the whole board. But you, yeah, yes. you can never do it with a single spaceship. Never. So, so that's about all we have, we've talked about, Galaga. But, I mean, I I spent a lot of money on that game. I I really enjoyed that game. And even now, you, sometimes you see those. You'll see a game like at a Meyer or something where there like, might be four games in one. And yeah. Galaga is usually one of them. And I'm always tempted to give it another shot. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. Okay, number two, we're getting serious now. Okay, number two. Number two, you know, most people aren't aware that, uh, that ostriches can fly. But this one game uh, that we played a lot at the mall shop uh, uh, confirmed all, all the rumors that ostriches can, in fact, fly. In fact, not only can they fly, but you can sit on them and you can joust with them. Uh, yeah. My number two game is joust. Uh, just such a strange concept that you would have these flying ostriches and basically you would, you'd fly around and you have these, and it, it was, it was a game where you could either play against the machine or you could play against an opponent. If each of you put a quarter in, 
then you could play against an opponent and you could try and joust each other off of their uh, ostriches. And, uh, and basically, you, yeah, you, and you'd have, you'd have a button, and you'd, the, the more you would hit the button, the, the, the faster your ostrich would flap its wings, and the faster you would go, and the higher you'd go. But what you had to do is you had to fly in just such a way that you would like, like kind of like sit on top of your opponent and knock him off the the ostrich. <laughs> that was that was that was another game that that we I, we played a lot. I know Gretchen and I played that a lot at the mall shop as well. So uh, yeah, many 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 uh, fond hours playing joust. The description is so ridiculous that people <laughs> should be running to YouTube right now and looking it up. Say what in the hell. Is he just talking about um, flying off? Yep. Yeah. And I'll have you know that joust was a Jeopardy answer uh, not more than two weeks ago. Oh, no kidding. Yep. They talked about, uh, I don't even know what the category was, but it was about a video game with ostriches, flying ostriches. Obviously, it's joust. And it was. And the guy got it right. (laughs) Nice. Okay, my number two, you mentioned already, and it's Donkey Kong. And what I loved about Donkey, well, I lo- what I loved about Donkey Kong the most was the variety of screens. You know, like a lot of the games we talked about, as you advance the level, it would just be the same screen, but faster. But if you remember on Donkey Kong, like that first one, you're jumping over barrels. You want to get that hammer. Um, and, uh, you know, smash the barrels that way. But as you would go up, then there was that, that elevator screen where you had to avoid barrels that the, the uh, gorilla was throwing down. Yeah. And you'd have to jump up on the elevators and hop from elevator to elevator. And then I, there was probably even others, but then you would go back to a harder one with the barrels. But I think there was more variety to that game. So that's what I appreciated about it. Yeah. No, you're right. I kind of do remember. Yeah, I remember the elevators and, and the different screens. And, yeah, which did, we played that one an awful lot. So, uh, yeah, that, good, good number two. That's a great one, yeah. yeah. Okay, Georgie, number one, what do you got? Okay, number one. Well, you had this one down, well down on your list. And but I and you talked about Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man. Now, I have mine – specifically reserved for Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, Pac-Man was, you know, obviously the first one, uh, and it was a good game, but all the screens were the same. The mazes were the same, and it, the only thing that really changed was kind of like the speed of the ghosts. But Ms. Pac-Man, uh, I thought it was a better game because, the, like like Donkey Kong, the screens all changed, so you had, you had different mazes that you had to solve, so it was kind of extra challenging that way. Uh, plus, you know, the fruit would come along in, in Pac-Man. When the fruit would come up, it would just stay, like, right in the middle of the screen. But in Ms. Pac-Man, the fruit would, like, bounce around. So you'd, you'd have to make a decision. Do you want to go chase the fruit and get those extra bonus points uh, at risk of not being able to finish the maze and getting attacked by the ghosts? Or, uh, you know, you're going to go after the fruit, the fruit to maximize your points. But I just found Ms. Pac-Man was, it was a, clear clear upgrade from from what you know what was already a good game in pac-man but ms pac-man yeah. really just became uh uh took it to another level and so I, you get no argument from me yeah and the color of the screen changed too yeah like the color of the dots 
and of the walls they would change. Yep. Now was the um was the Miss Pac Man were there more dots on the screen than regular Pac Man? I know they always only the four big dots, but yeah. was the Miss Pac Man bigger or I, no, my... I don't I don't know if there were more dots. I just know that they were all arranged differently. So it was just different different challenges in the in the maze. Okay. Yeah. Now, George, I was a little disappointed. I think, I think you had this rank, but um, this was my all-time favorite game. It had the terrible graphics, <laughs> similar to Lunar Lander, black and white, but Asteroids was my favorite game, Okay. and I still love it. And, um, you know, we described it. It's got the boulders, and you shoot shoot big boulders, and they turn into smaller boulders, and then they would sometimes go faster and you could manipulate your, you know, you had to control the, you had to control the speed and the direction of your, of your spaceship. Yep. And then you had another button to, to shoot at the rocks and, you know, each screen you start with more and more rocks yep. and you had the hyperspace button when you're in full out panic <laughs> and you're about ready to get crushed. So you hit hyperspace and it would make your spaceship disappear and eventually come back somewhere else. And you never know where you'd be. You might kind of come back, like, right next to a boulder. Yeah, I, it could happen. I remember in that game, the you know, when you start out, you were stationary, and you could just spin around. And that was, like, a good spot to be because you could just, like, spin around and shoot the boulders, especially in the early rounds. I, but what I, yeah. what I remember about the game is, like, as soon as you hit thrust and you started moving, then you were you were moving, and there was no stopping you. And and you could like if you like went off the like the left edge of the screen, you come back yeah. on the right edge, right? Yep. Oh. So, and then they had the flying saucer that would come out. Oh. Yeah. And it would shoot at you. They had the big one that was slower, and then they had then every once in a while this tiny one would come out, and that thing was flying and shooting all kinds of bullets at you. And you get get major points for for killing that thing, right? Yep, and then um, there was an Asteroid 2, which was an upgrade because it was like a blue color, like a, a bluish color on a black screen. Same kind of game. Um, I really, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you one improvement they made or yeah. big difference, but um, Asteroid will always be my favorite, and uh, that was a great one. Yeah, it was a good game. Very, very challenging, like I said, especially when you got that thing moving. Then then it, yeah, you'd get into panic mode. But, uh, yeah, very good game. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes when that little – you'd have one little rock out there, and then the little uh, flying saucer would come out, and you would just be flying across that screen <laughs> and just firing wildly and hoping to, to get out of there with your life. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so – how do you listen to us? Well, you're listening to us now, so you know how to do that. But um, an easy way is just through the web. Go to anchor.fm slash gkmusings. We are on uh, the Apple podcast. And um, you can contact us via email at gkmusings at yahoo.com. And um, um, George, you... Remember Paul Ferrioso? We we call him Wally. He came up to yeah, like our Halloween party. Yeah, he um. I just wanted to send out best wishes to him. 
he just underwent um, surgery uh, yesterday. All right. For uh, you know to clear out some thyroid cancer. Oh man. And okay. and he is doing good. Uh, the surgery went well, um, and so I just wanted to mention that and um, that Paul that we're we're thinking about you and we love you and he is a uh, he is a listener to our right. our show so well all, we gotta, all our best to you Paul right exactly okay so um, um, we will do another episode next week and then we've got some. Big surprises coming up here in a couple of weeks for everybody. Yes, indeed. And we we may even be on video, so you can see how truly ugly we are. <laughs> they they may they may never tune in again. Right. Well, you know what are you going to do? Yeah. All but right. that was good, George. Um, all those games I wrote down the dates and all my games dated from '76 to '81, and um. You know that made sense. I mean, that was a. I don't know how much time we we wasted at the the mall shop um, when we should have been doing something more productive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Way way much more time than than uh, we should have for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we survived. We're doing okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. I love you, and uh, you have a good evening, and I will talk to you, you soon. Too. All right. See ya.